enough questions for uh, Coach Dave, front row, uh, Tim May, Letterman Row. Right. Watching the first half was uh, whatever kind of tub looked like y'all were looking for something. Those wide plays weren't working, et cetera. I just, can you just put this game in a nutshell? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask you 18 questions. <laughs> I know, yeah. The, the fourth quarter was nuts, right? I mean, yeah. just put, it, put it in a nutshell. Well, um, I'd say it was crazy, but we, we expect when we play this game here to be that way. When you think about um, our game in 18 here, um, the, the game we played at 17 back at our place. Um, it comes down to the fourth quarter. We knew that that was going to be the case. Um, yeah, a lot of things in the first half we wish that uh, we had done better. Uh, there's no question. But that's playing football, and that's competing. And, and Penn State's got one heck of a team, uh, played really hard, and you know it, it doesn't come easy. But that being said, uh, very proud of the way the team played, and especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought C.J. Stroud was unbelievable in the fourth quarter, uh, the way he played. Uh, JTT was off the charts, and, and, and Marvin Harrison. But it, but it was everybody. Cade Stover, um, what can you say about that run? He had clutch. Um, <clears throat> and, and just the way that we played in that fourth quarter was tremendous. I'm proud of our guys. Right behind him, Nathan Baird, please. <coughs> you diagnosed the second week in a row where the run game didn't get going that first half. Any like, common denominators you were seeing there, and then how did that affect how you were calling the rest of the yeah, I'll wait till tomorrow to figure out that stuff. Um, we're going to celebrate on this this ride home and uh, have some laughs together on the plane and, and enjoy it. And then we'll come back in tomorrow and figure out what we can do better. But I just, uh, you know, the way that uh, we hit that long run there with Trey in the fourth quarter, wore him down, um, was was tremendous. And then to go up the way we did, um, you, know, you could just feel the energy on the sideline. And, um, you know, some, some, some things certainly we want better, but at the end of the day, uh, great to get a win. And... At the end of the day, uh, when we go into these games, we just the expectation is to win. I know that's not everybody's expectation, but that's our expectation. Do we want to play perfect? Yeah. Do we want to win by four touchdowns? Yeah. But the expectation coming in here has to be to win. That's what we did. And uh, when you look at the score, the scoreboard at the end, it says 44-31. But what was the story? And this story has its own unique uh, tale. And, uh, yeah, uh, we always come out and, and want to do things better, but, um, you know, to, to play the, again the way we did in the fourth quarter was tremendous. Over your left shoulder, Coach Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Yep. Uh, Ryan, you've seen a lot of football. Where, where does that defensive performance by JTT rank um, just singularly? Uh, you know, it, it's it's all kind of a blur the way it happened, but uh, to, to intercept balls like that as, as a defensive man and get a defensive score, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. That's, that's um, big time. And, and JTT um, has put so much hard work into this. Uh, he's an unbelievable uh, player, but he's a better person, uh, and you can see his talent. This is kind of his coming out party today, and uh, and he's he's been he's been working at it. You know, he's been um, nobody wants it more than he does. So in this uh, stage, for him to play the way he did means a lot to him, and I think his teammates are very proud of him. Uh, right next door, Doug Maurice, Cleveland.com. Ryan, this is very specific, but on Trace touchdown run, looks like Cave got the edge guy, and then went to the second level and got the linebacker and Don. DeWan came across and got the other linebacker. There's the, the lane for, for Trey. Just like when you guys block it up the right way at that point in the game, how, how big is that? And those two guys making those blocks. That's huge, yeah, like you said. Um, and, you know, we'll have to figure out, you know, what's going on with a couple things. But um, but in that moment right there, um, you know, we started to kind of wear him down, I think, a little bit up front and it started to move the, the pie a little bit. And, um, you know, again, I, I didn't see it from that angle. I saw the thing squirt out from my angle, and then he, Trey got on the safety and was out. But, uh, but yeah, um, those guys were gritty and, and, and did a good job in protection. Um, you know, 
Penn State was bringing a lot of different things, and especially on third down there. It took us a while to sort that out. Not very pleased with the third down. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, that was that was a huge play, that, that inside zone play that hit. Right, right next door, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Um, Ryan, you had not been like, tested since the Notre Dame game. How, how important is it to have a test like this? Probably the last hostile, hostile crowd you're going to have all year. Um, to kind of face that and, and get to it. It's huge. It's huge because nothing comes easy in this environment um, against Penn State, who does a tremendous job. And there are times uh, where things may become a little bit easy uh, for us. And uh, that's, that's a different experience than this right here. This is, this is totally different. And to respond the way we did and figure out what was going on in that is, is great. Um, because really the last time that kind of happened was a little bit in the Notre Dame game. I think it was the same score at halftime maybe, right? Was it 14-13 at halftime? What was that with 10-7? It was a close game at halftime. And then came out and played well in the fourth quarter. So that's the recipe when you're playing matchup games. Any sense of mind waves? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find out. Clay Hall, WSYX. You've won uh, a lot of games here, 42. Is this as satisfying a win as you've had? Uh, every, every game has its own story, and this is one that we'll be telling for a while. I mean, just uh, the feeling of the emotion that was on the sideline during that fourth quarter when JT got that pick, when Cade broke those tackles for the touchdown. It reminded me of Ben Vick when, when he caught that one out here on the play, breaking through, and, um, and they believed. You know, we knew it was going to take four quarters, and I think that's to your point. Like we don't always have to play four quarters. We knew we were going to have to play four quarters today. And um, you know, just looking at the numbers, I thought it would be seventy and seventy. It was sixty plays on offense and uh, eighty plays on defense. So, um, but that's something that I think we can really learn from moving forward and can grow on. Do you have any update on JSN? Is he out indefinitely? Uh, no, I don't have an update right now. Yeah. Over here to the right, Austin Ward, rivals. Right, you. Take us through, as, as you said, two, three quarters where you were trying to find some footing maybe on offense. I mean, as a play caller, what was Penn State doing that was maybe frustrating you or you were searching for? And then what finally clicked? The way the afternoon played out, what were you looking for? What did you eventually find? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we finally, um, you know, got into rhythm finding those seam routes in there. Um, we hit a couple of shot, uh, shots on the outside. I thought the protection really was clean. Um, I felt like uh, we would have done a better, better job of the perimeter run game with the, the, the bubble throws. They just we got blown up on those a few times, and that really hurts. Um, uh, we struggled on third down early on. Uh, we got that solved, which was huge because it kept the drives going. Um, and I, I felt like we could have done a better job on first down, staying on schedule. Uh, they do a good job of taking away a lot of the easy stuff. So um, it just again um, couldn't quite get her going in there, but. Uh, we did have that bit one good drive, you know, and um, I just, at the end of the day, when you're playing these type of games, I think you have to look at the, the body of work through four quarters. And I think we're all used to saying, all right, what do we do in the first half? And it's like, okay, but it's four quarters. And so uh, when we're playing a matchup game like this, it's, it's, the, it's the whole story, and it finally clicked there at the end of the game. That, that sequence right before halftime, was there, did you, did you think you had a timeout? I mean, Scoreboard said one thing, Fox Podcast said another. What, what was going through that decision-making process right there? Yeah, uh, we, we had uh, six seconds left. I thought that we could take a shot in the end zone. Um, we knew they were in zero coverage. Um, and I uh, was going to take the delay game and then just kick the field goal. 
but then felt like maybe uh, CJ would know to throw the throw the fade up and see if we could get it versus zero coverage. Uh, we were not on the same page, he and I, but I'll take all the blame for that. It's totally not his fault. Shouldn't have been in that situation. Uh, six seconds left. Just kick the field goal, get some momentum into halftime. So I'll, I'll take all the blame for that but one. But you weren't trying to call a timeout there. I mean, uh, you weren't running. You didn't, because you kind of ran So I time. ran down, and as I was running down, I realized yeah. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over to the right here, Dylan Davis, Delaware. Which that? is not a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was 2019 against Penn State. There was a timeout on the field, and everything was going wrong. And you told your team that at some point you have to be willing to take punches and respond. For somebody who's talked about toughness so much and how big toughness is for this team this year, um, what does this win say about that? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. That's that's that me. That's what means everything to us, right there. What you just said, because there's there's a lot of things that come into play here. Um, talking about you know uh, the best quarterback in the country and CJ Stroud and JT's coming out party and Marvin and, and the score and what we did in the first half. But what you just said is everything. That's to me the difference between winning a championship, reaching our goals, or not. What you just said. And we responded today. And I think that's why it's so satisfying is that we did that today. Can we clean things up? Yeah, but that's football. And you, you see it every single week. You see games go back and forth. And, uh, again, a lot of respect for uh, Penn State, for James Franklin, for his staff in this environment. This is a hard place to play, um, and it always is. So uh, for us to do that was, uh, I mean, that locker room was on fire afterwards, and they deserve uh, it. Uh, third row right, Cameron Teague Robinson, the athletic. Brian, this defensive line talked a lot about not caring who gets a sack, not caring who gets the yeah. JT this year has been so close to the sack, whether it's been a hole or yeah. just a step too slow, that's about inch off. Um, what's it been like to see his growth this year as he's kind of forgot, not really cared about not putting up production and then come on have a step um, yeah, like you said, he's been right there, kind of been almost like the unsung hero a little bit this year, you know, close to it, get the guy off his spot, maybe there's an interception. Um, I think he had the one last week that they got the quarterback from Iowa on, off his spot, and then Tommy gets the interception. So, like you said, he's been right there. Uh, he's been getting better every week. Uh, he, he's, he's wanted it. You know, he'll probably tell you he pressed a little bit at times. Like, he's, he's wanted to get there, and uh, he's uh, believed in Coach Johnston. He's believed in the scheme and uh, believes in his teammates. And like you said, th th those guys support him, and I think there's a really good group in the defensive line room. We'll go a few more guys. Uh, Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, last week you talked to us about Zach and how important it was to get him at that point in time. You guys have said wait quite a while for JT. Seeing him come full circle now and make plays like he did, you know, say that coming out party, as you mentioned, does that make that wait that much more justifiable? As, as weird as that was. Yeah, no, I, I think I think they all pull for each other, and yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but um, you know, I, I just think that, that they, I think one good thing is we have so much depth there that they can play fresh, and, and, and Coach Jay rolls them in and out, and they, they, they feed off of each other, and they pull for each other, so yeah. Uh, deep uh, center field, Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Huddle. Brian, you guys are down late, and you scored two touchdowns in about four plays. What did you see from the sideline before Coach play? What did you see from your team? Um, you know, we had leadership. We had leadership, and uh, Cade was there, but but CJ led it. Uh, I, I can't. I don't know what CJ's numbers were in the fourth quarter, but I mean, he was tremendous to to come in and play like that in this environment and go put the, the offense on his shoulders like that. And listen, it's everybody on offense, but uh, boy, he was gutsy in this game. I'm proud of him. Uh, over to the left, Dan Hope, Eleven Warriors. Ryan, just the overall defensive performance. Obviously, the most points you guys have allowed this year. Just what are your kind of your overall takeaways on how the defense played? I thought they competed. I thought they competed. Uh, you know, when you're playing in a game like this, which uh, I don't know if we mentioned it um, leading up to it, but I know we talked about it a lot. I don't know if we talked about it in the media. Was that you know, they're no huddle, and we're no huddle. 
So the the, game, the, the plays were going to be more, and it was going to be a four quarter game. So with that, you know, this is this is what you're typically going to get. And um, you know, they they had their big plays, but they also had their turnovers too. And when we could feed off each other like we did. That's when we can flip the scoreboard. And uh, would we have liked to have done it more? Sure. But but that's uh, that's a great challenge today that uh, we responded to. Uh, Bill Landis, Athletic. Ryan, um, when you're throwing those bubbles, maybe this is wrong mm-hmm. characterization, but it, they feel conservative for an offense that touts aggressiveness as much as you guys do. But I'm wondering, do they serve a purpose even if they're not efficient? Are you are you trying to soften them up with those plays, even if they're not blocked well? Because you know, in the fourth quarter, you're going to hit them down as soon as it, you guys do. Yeah, it's part of the run game, and what it does is it, you know, it, it forces everyone to run to the other side of the field if you complete it. Sounds crazy, but it's true. And then you know, throw it on the other side. They run the run all the way across the field, and then before you know it, you can go that way. So we, we want them to defend the entire field. And if they put a lot of guys in a box, then we need to spread the ball out to the perimeter. So we always say that we want to be able to attack them inside, attack them outside, and then throw the ball down the field. And uh, probably could have done that more in the game, but I think if we had done a little bit better job on the perimeter in that area, we we, we could have cracked the rock sooner. But but yes. I think you have the idea. And last question, Joey Kaufman, the dispatch over here to the right. Ryan, of all the plays that, that JT made, you have a from this. Pick six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you get a defensive score like that, all of a sudden the whole game changes. It was a two-score game at the time, right? So it was nine nine points. So uh, I believe so, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I remember I was on headsets. Okay, so if they score and make it, um, you know, a one-point game or however that was, how are we going to play the game a little bit different? We get the ball back and it's a two-score game. Be probably pretty conservative at that point. And then the next play is a pick, you know, it was the first play of the drive, I think, right? It was a pick six. And all of a sudden, you know, you just throw, the, throw it up in the air and say, that's about it. We're, we're good, boys. Um, and the sideline just went nuts. So that was my favorite. Can, 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 one, one quick, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. comes out of that game, gets banged up, goes back in, 10 catches, that third, that third and 10 catch on that slant. Tough. You know? it's, tough. Yeah. Uh, Bringing zero coverage. Uh, what, what a day. I mean, can you explain yeah. his day? Uh, tough. Tough. I think that's what it was. I mean, we, we know Marvin's talented. But to play tough the way he did says says a lot about him, and he was gutsy today, like you said, yeah, gutsy. Right. I'm sorry. Just for context, yeah. what do you think of the Penn State secondary today? Uh, the challenge, tough. Um, you know, they, they played hard, uh, physical, like you said, kind of blew up the, some of the perimeter run game that, that we could have done a better job with. Um, I think our guys competed against them.